you have any projects or ideas that you've been wanting to do for the longest time? Maybe you even started it. Maybe you're even 90% there. But for some reason, something is holding you back from crossing the finish line. It's called resistance. And it rears its ugly head every time we're trying to do something important. And today's episode digs into combating that resistance. I'm Priscilla Pfeiffer, and welcome to Spark Your Inner Fire, a podcast for artists, performers, and closet creatives. You bring a lighter, and I'll bring the fuel. It's time to spark your inner fire. Have you ever had a project that you're working on, and maybe you share it with a family member or a friend, and the first things out of your mouth is, it's not done yet. I'm still working on it. And it led me to ask the question, why do we do that? Why do I do that? Or even more so, somebody comes in and sees something you're working on, like a project, and they're like, wow, that thing's really cool. And immediately you go to, it's not done yet. I've been letting those thoughts marinate for a couple days as I try to figure out and pinpoint why we feel the need to give a disclaimer for every piece of our work at every stage of the process of the work. It's kind of like when somebody gives you a compliment. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you, your dress is so pretty. <laughs> what do we do? Oh, it was on sale. Oh, no. Oh, you're pretty. No, I'm not. You know, you immediately push away the compliment. And you know why I think that we do this? I think that when we give the disclaimer of it's not done yet, without realizing it, we feel like we're going to get less judgment if it's a work in progress. It's like something deep down is guarding us from being judged really harshly on the current status of the project. But don't be so quick to assume that they're going to judge it. Believe it or not, people may just be fascinated and interested in what you're doing and what you're working on. And that response of, it's not done yet, it's a work in progress, it's a habit. It's an automatic excuse. It's an automatic response to feeling like you were going to be judged for the current status. But on a deeper level, you're judging yourself. You're judging yourself. That's never going to be good enough. The completed project is not going to ever achieve the level that you know it could or should be. This high expectation, this high standard to what you think it should be, you don't think you can reach it. So you put it in a box and you allow it to forever be a work in progress. It's never marked complete because of something called resistance. Resistance likes to justify why something isn't complete yet. Resistance likes to tell you why you can't do it yet. Resistance, just before I started filming this episode, tried to tell me it's time to take a nap. You don't need to finish that episode. Go take a nap instead. Aren't you tired? It's probably going to be terrible anyway. Who's even listening, right? Because resistance is BFFs with imposter syndrome, with fear, and with procrastination. Now, you might be asking, well, well, isn't resistance and procrastination kind of the same thing? Well, in some ways it can be. But the resistance I'm speaking about today is the resistance that's preventing you from completing that project. You know which one. The one that's been nagging the back of your mind forever. The one that you can't stop thinking about. The one that's collecting dust. This can even be an idea that you haven't started yet, but it's just back there in your mind lingering. Now, many people are poor at even getting started. They make these plans, but never take that first step. And then there's other people that can get started, but seem to bail out 
before the finish line, before they quite finish it. I tend to put myself in the second category. I've got a lot of ideas that I get really excited about and I start executing on them and then get about 90%. I stop. That's resistance. The most successful people are masters at finishing what they start. They're like a pit bull with a bone. Another dog tries to steal the bone and you know what happens. (laughs) They'll never give it up without a fight. That's the importance of combating this resistance is the level of success that we can accomplish if we start ignoring resistance and pushing through to finish the project once and for all, finally. Stephen Pressfield said, resistance will unfailingly point to true north, meaning that calling or action at most wants to stop us from doing. We can use this. We can use it as a compass. We can navigate by resistance, letting it guide us to that calling or action that we must follow before all others. Oh, I love that. And it's so true. The things we're avoiding the most are most likely the thing that we need to work on, the thing that's most important, the thing that's going to push the needle the most, the thing that's going to challenge us to push resistance aside and imposter syndrome aside and say, this is good enough. This is my best. I'm not going to judge myself, and I'm not going to expect that other people are going to be doing the same. I can't control them. All I can control is what I do, and I can choose to complete it. So what's stopping you? This imaginary thing that we can't see? This imaginary thing in our head that doesn't care about us? Doesn't care about our future and what we do with it or what we don't do with it? Yet we're allowing it to dictate our actions? When and where did we give it this power? No resistance. You are not going to stop me from doing what I'm called to do. No resistance. You're not going to stop me from completing something meaningful to me. No resistance. You're not going to tell me that it's not going to be good enough. Ever. Screw you, resistance. The time is now. Say it with me. The time is now. In 2013... There was a big audition I was going to. I was, oh man, uh, this was, I was really nervous about this one. It was a big time producer. People were flying in from all over the country to attend this audition. And when I first heard about it, I'm like, I'm not going to that. Heck no. That's really intimidating. And then I got a call. I got a call from someone working on the show and they wanted me to be in it. I mean, I was shocked. What? I mean, they did say you have to audition anyway. You still have to audition, but we really want you and we want to get you front and center with the producer. Man, I was, oh, I was so nervous. I remember being in the dance studio. My, my grandma used to own a dance studio and I was in, at the studio the night before the audition and I was just practicing my turns, just practicing my technique that I really hadn't done in a long time. And I wanted it to be fresh for the audition and resistance showed up. Resistance told me that I'm not going to get the audition. It doesn't matter anyway. I'm going to go and I'm going to have to wait hours because so many people are auditioning. It's going to be a big waste of time and I'm not going to get it anyway. What's the point? So after weeks of building up to this audition, I was almost to the finish line. And that's when resistance shows up the strongest, when you're right before the finish line. And I turned to my boyfriend at the time and I said, I'm not going. He said, are you crazy? What's wrong? Why? Why? You have to go. Like, they want you. I'm like, no, I'm not going to get it. It, It's fine. It's fine. I just, no, I'm not going. 
I'm frustrated with myself. I haven't been keeping up with classes. I'm not going to look good. I'm not going to be able to pick up the choreography fast enough. I'm not going. And I was crying. I was a blabbering mess. Long story short, he talked me into going. And you can probably guess I got the job. And I was really excited. I was really happy that I went because resistance almost prevented me from going. Resistance almost stopped me. That job opened up so many doors. If I were to put it into a mind map, that job spawned off so many connections, work collaborations. And the best part, if I hadn't done that job, I wouldn't have met my husband. No, the the boyfriend I talked about earlier wasn't my husband. But down the road, in that job, I met my husband. And that's a constant reminder that you don't know what is going to come of your completion. We don't truly, we're not able to truly grasp what may come of pushing through that resistance until we do it and we see the gift that it gave us. We see the result of pushing through courageously through that resistance. Now, many of us have stories of the what ifs, the stories where resistance did get a hold of you. You didn't do the thing and you're wondering what would have happened and it haunts you. I have those. I'm glad this wasn't one of them. The what ifs. What if I just gone to the audition? What if I just completed the thing? And when you start beginning to recognize it for what it is, resistance, and start implementing techniques that help to combat this resistance, then it's that much easier to look it in the eye and tell it, you're not stopping me. Like a pit bull with a bone, you are not taking this bone without a fight. So you might be asking, well, what are some techniques I can do? How can I start implementing this skill of combating resistance? I mean, it's like a muscle, like anything, like any new habit that we do, even with our mind, it's a muscle that needs to be worked over and over. You don't do something once. You don't do one sit up and then it's ingrained in you and it, it made a difference. No, you have to do over and over repetition. And the same is true for combating resistance. Now, on this topic of finishing what you start, I have 10 tips total. I'm only going to talk about three today, but if you want to go look at the rest of them, I will be sending it out to my email subscribers. All my email subscribers get the additional resources that I talk about in the episodes. So go do that. Go to sparkyourinnerfire.com and go subscribe, and you'll have access to all these additional resources, as well as the free creative challenge. So let's talk about the first three techniques. So the first technique is to develop the habit of being a finisher. So this is in everything you do. Finish the little things. Complete every little task you start. Finish the chapter you started reading. Finish the book, unless it's terrible. Wash all the clothes. Fold all the clothes. Be obsessed with finishing everything you start and crossing the finish line in even the little things that you do. This will help you to develop the habit of being a finisher. The second is to release yourself from the need to be perfect because perfection is a burden that gets in the way of the progress. Perfection is rubbing elbows with resistance, (laughs) trying to get you to stop. With perfectionism, we tend to overthink what the end product needs to be. We keep adding to it because it's not quite there yet. It's not quite good enough. And of course, there's times when the project isn't complete. 
But deciphering the difference between something that's done really well and you're happy with it compared to the nitpicking perfectionism, the things that really don't matter. Done is better than perfect. Progress, not perfection. It's like the one degree of change. If you complete something one degree more every single day, then you're able to finally get to the boiling point, the completion, without allowing your mind to say, ooh, that one degree, I don't think that was one degree. I think it felt like it should have been a half a degree. Even though it's actually a degree, it doesn't feel quite there yet. It's like someone saying, the temperature is 212. It's boiling. It's done. We're there. It's complete. And you say, mm, but it, the temperature doesn't quite feel boiling. That's perfectionism telling you that it's not done yet. So release yourself from that need to be perfect because that in itself can be an excuse not to finish it. It's not quite perfect yet. That's resistance lying to you. The third is to keep the benefits of finishing in your mind. List the benefits of getting this task done. What will it do? How will you feel? What will it feel like when it's done? And then on the contrary, write down what it's going to feel like if it's not done. If you don't finish it, what will that do for you? In six months, what's the pain if you don't complete this? How will you feel? Oh, I allowed another six months to go by and I still didn't touch it. I didn't even get one degree in. I didn't get two degrees in to meet the boiling point of completion. And in six months, what's the pleasure if you do do it? If you do complete it, if you do cross the finish line, what will that feel like? Write that down. In the book, Wild Ideas, the writer says, would you rather take the risk and regret it or regret not taking the risk? There's an old Stoic philosophy principle called memento mori, which means remember death. I know it sounds kind of morbid, but think about the fact that you're not invincible. I'm not invincible. You're not guaranteed a tomorrow, just a right now. So you have two choices. You can either stick your head in the sand and wait for the impending doom to come, or you can execute on the dream, execute on the idea and the plan that you have. When you think about the fact that you're mortal, you might get sick. You will die someday, and we don't know the day. Thinking about it, imagining it, gives it less power. It's an inevitable. So what will you do with the time you have? What would you do if you had six months to live? What would you do if you know you couldn't fail? The time is now. The time is now. So what's stopping you? It's Priscilla Pfeiffer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe, leave a comment so I can reach more people like you. And go to sparkyourinnerfire.com. I have a special gift for you. Go check it out.